This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. 101.9 Chai FM and a warm welcome to all of you on this amazing Friday, the Friday preceding, immediately preceding Shabbat HaGadol, one week and counting to the onset of Chag HaPesach. Welcome to a Johannesburg, which can't really make up its mind if it's finished raining or not. We've had an amazing bracha this week, an amazing amount of of, of rain. Someone said it was uh, 100 mils. I don't know if that's uh, true, but uh, still, Baruch Hashem, uh, to bracha, we always are appreciative. We always thank the Rabbani Shalom. No such thing as ever of, of too much of the Rabbani Shalom's bracha. And rain is, in, in fact, the ultimate Bracha, something that comes directly from from uh, from the Rabbani Shlodim. He showers down upon us his uh, his his goodness. Well, it's wonderful to be to be with you. I hope all your Shabbos preparations and uh, already your Pesach preparation. This is this is Shabbos Hagodol. This is the the great the the ultimate Shabbos before before Pesach. Lots of reasons why it's called uh, 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 Shabbos Shabbos Hagodol. Not only because Rabbonim tend to give long drushes on on Shabbos, but many far more fundamental and far more interesting reasons reasons than uh, than that. But uh, for our little uh, preamble this week, so yeah, uh, Pasha this week is is, is Pasha Tzav, which often is the Pasha we read before before Pesach, and uh, you know one always tries to see and, and look in 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 the Pasha if there's some connection between between the Pasha and the upcoming and the upcoming Chag, the Chag of of of, uh, of Pesach, and perhaps uh, it's not even so difficult to uh, to find one. Uh, in this in this week's partial, because one of the major subjects dealt with in in this partial partial tzav, amongst the various uh, korbanot, amongst the various sacrifices that are spoken about, is the korban toida, the Thanksgiving korban. Uh, 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 which is brought by in certain occasions. I don't want to just perhaps uh, discuss two two aspects. Of that first of all, we have the minigan. It's brought down in in Hatlacha. That Bez Hashem next week Friday on uh, on erev Pesach. So in the shachrit in the in the pesukah zimra that we're going to say. So we're not going to say. The Mizma Lasaida, the uh, capital 100, which we usually say uh, before before Ashrei. Uh, the the reason for that is because when someone brings a a carbon taida, so the carbon taida we know is once it's it's sacrificed, it's eaten for a whole day, and the night afterwards. And since one of the things that was brought together with the animal was ten loaves of of chametz, of, of uh, which we'll see is an unusual thing that we don't usually bring uh, chametz in the Beit Hamikdash. The carbon toda uh, required ten loaves chametz. We'll see in a minute why that uh, why that was, and uh, therefore uh, on the morning of erev Pesach. A person could not bring a, a korban toda because 
If you brought a carbon to that, then all the ingredients of that carbon would have to be eaten for that whole day, the day of, of uh, Erev Pesach, and for the additional the additional night. And of course, uh, chometz becomes forbidden after about four hours on Erev on Erev Pesach, and therefore those loaves would have to be burnt, and you would be consciously and wantonly kind of uh, minimizing the the time of the eating. Of the of the uh, of of the carbon, and we're not allowed to do. You're not allowed to do anything that's going to cause a a carbon not to be able to eat in for the full time. So for that reason, on Erev Pesach, we wouldn't bring a carbon toda, and therefore, uh, in the Shachrit or Erev Pesach, we also skip the the Mizmala Soda, which is the which we say is is corresponding to the uh, to the carbon. Now the obvious uh, 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 question is: So we're saying that uh, we don't say then this whole parsha of the of the mizmor Soda on on erev Pesach. It's kind of almost like a non-event, something we don't we don't uh, do. In other words, normally a person can bring a carbon toda, and therefore we say. Um, and now we can't bring the carbon toda. So, in just kind of, kind of a, kind of a sense that, uh, because an event doesn't take place, therefore we don't say, and, and, and that seems to be like the whole, the whole, the, the whole story. It sounds like a, a, a interesting thing that, uh, because we don't bring carbon, so then we don't bring this, uh, we don't say this, uh, this 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 parakel, or maybe on 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 the contrary, maybe uh, not saying the mizmor Soda is somehow a commemoration of what happened in in the base of Mikdash. Now we have uh, we have many mitzvahs that uh, that we do, and we learn from from psukim that. We we do many things. It's actually learned from a pasuk in in Yirmiyo that the Gemara expounds on that. That there are many things that we do uh, uh, to commemorate the uh, the uh, the Beit the Beit Hamikdash things that uh, they did there. So we did. So we did also. So the question is, when we don't say Mizmosod, when we skip. Uh, uh, so what are we actually fulfilling? When we do something, usually to commemorate something, we do something and we say, oh, we're doing this in order to commemorate something that, uh, that, that happened, uh, that happened, uh, but this is just a, a, a non-event. We're not, not actually doing, we're not actually doing anything or are in fact, by, is 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 the non-action in itself a a commemoration of the uh, of, of the Beit Hamikdash? Now, the the obviously uh, the practical difference would be, let's say someone, God forbid, came late to shul on Erev Pesach and only manages to say, let's say Baruch Omar, Ashrei, and Yishtabach. So then. Because of the fact that he never said the full psukkah in Zimra, if the fact that we're skipping uh, Mizmah Lusayda is uh, 
an act of of not saying something. Well, he never did that. He just skipped. He just skipped. Uh, he just skipped everything. He just went. He just went uh, kind of ramrod ramrod through the sukkah said a few things and went on. But if mizmal aside is something, okay, we're not bringing it, so we're not going to say it, and it's not. It's nothing more than than that. Okay. So then, this person who didn't say any psukazimra also didn't didn't uh, didn't uh, say it, and it's nothing ventured, nothing ventured, nothing uh, nothing 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 lost. Okay, so that that's just an issue. I still, I mean, uh, uh, to understand that. Now, obviously, just what I what I alluded to before, the whole issue of generally when we when we do something that is uh, a zecher. Lamikdash, so it's usually done by doing something. We don't usually find that we do something Zekalamikdash by not doing doing something. Let's say for for example, uh the the one says that uh Rabbi Yochanan and Zakai made a made a decree that we nowadays we shake the Lulav on day two through seven of uh, of sukkahs, unless of course it's uh, it's uh, it's Shabbos, uh, because in the in the in the mikdash in the base of mikdash that was the mitzvah. They used to shake the lulav every uh, every day. So nowadays we do it zechel mikdash. We do it as a commemoration of what was done in the in the base of mikdash. That's something that we do. Right? We don't ever find that not doing something. Should be a a zechah le 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 mikdash, and 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 perhaps it's not true. Perhaps uh, there are things that we don't do uh, as a commemoration of what was done in the uh, in 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 the uh, in the mikdash. There's halacha that uh, please God, we're coming up to uh, to Yom Tov now, and on Yom Tov we're going to have the opportunity to fulfill the mitzvah of of birchas kainim of uh, of duchening. And the halacha is that when the kainim are saying the fifteen words of the brichas kainim to the assembled uh, uh, kahal, so our minig is we don't look at the hands of the uh, of the kainim, and not even not even look, we don't even glance, we look down at at their at their hands. What's what's that about? Why why don't we look at the hands? So so the. Uh, Mishnah Bur brings down in Kuvchav Ches that the truth is there's no prohibition at all to look at the hands of the Kainim, but it's just that since in the Beis Hamikdash, so uh, uh, so in, in, in the Beis Hamikdash it wasn't it wasn't done. We didn't uh, we didn't we didn't do it. So therefore, so we also. Right, we have the same. Well, we have the same thing. We do a zechlamikdash, and we also don't, don't, uh, don't uh, look so that it shouldn't, it shouldn't, uh, it shouldn't look that we're that we're uh, that we're doing something that's disrespectful. Right? We have the meaning not to look at the hands. So, so we see there that there is something negative, something we don't do as a as a zechlamikdash. So here too, we're going to refrain from. Saying something, we're going to refrain from saying Mizmor Saida as a Zeklimikdash because they didn't bring the carbon, the carbon Taida on that, uh, on that, uh, on that day. Okay, on a little bit more, more, uh, concrete, 
uh, a note. So we mentioned that the the carbon toida has has chometz. There are ten loaves of chometz that are brought uh, with their carbon. Now this is unusual because the Torah also tells us in this week's parsha that there's a general rule, a general uh, 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 principle, that we don't bake chometz. In the uh, in the uh, in the bait in the in the in the bait hamikdash, right? That usually korban mincha or menachot are not are not chametz, uh, but even the the portion that goes to the uh, the koyin of the, of the mincha cannot cannot be allowed to become chametz. So why is it in fact that the the korban todah is 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 one of the only uh, exceptions amongst all the kabbonis that that are brought by an individual. In fact, I think it's the only carbon brought by an individual which has uh, chametz uh, in it. So Rav Zevin, uh, in his uh, in his monumental book of Torah explains this as very nicely. He says chametz. How do we understand conceptually? The concept of chametz. So chametz is, is is an illusion, is is a hint of something that is negative, something that's bad. It's 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 the the growing of the person, the person making himself grand and 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 big deals and big airs around around uh, around person. It, it's generally symbolic of of the yetsara's drive to get us to do things that are that are negative. And on the contrary, matzah is a sign of something that's pure. And goods and and modesty, so generally it, it makes it makes really good sense that all the carbonat, particularly the the carbon mincha that's brought in the base of mikdash, so would rather have matz in it than than chametz because uh, having having chametz, so that would then accentuate. The, the the arrogance, the ra, the the bad that's that's in a person and a government. Of course, we don't want to show that at all. So it, it makes sense to to avoid avoid the chametz. However, when it comes, he says, to bringing a uh, a carbon toida. So what what really is a a carbon toida? So a person is saying, look, I was deserving of something happening. To, to me, which of course could have been, could have been something terrible. Could have caused me tremendous, uh, harm. And I was saved. I went, I went over the seas and, and, uh, and, uh, I, I was saved. Uh, I was very ill and I, and I, and I recovered things that really could have been, uh, could have been bad for me. So, because the truth, we only bring a carbon tide at a time that a person was Saved from a a life and death uh, a situation. So and 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 you know, today we don't have a carbon, but we we instead say Hagoimel uh, today to commemorate and thank Hashem for this uh, for this salvation. He says when when the carbon toida is brought, a person has to remember that you know yes you were saved, but. What got you into that situation? Obviously, there was some reason that Akash Baruch was trying to send you a message. There was there was certainly a, a, a argument that at one point someone deserved, God forbid, some uh, some punishment. 
And at the same time, we have to then thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu that he saved us. So that's why one of the four types of of bread, of of uh, offerings that's brought together with the the minch, with the uh, with the toida, is is chametz. It's to show that yes, we've been saved, and we and we thank and we appreciate the fact that that happened. But what necessitated the salvation, what got us into trouble in the first place, was clearly something negative that that we have uh, that we had uh, and done, and that's and that's really the reason why. When we say Hagoimel, we say Hagoimel Lachayovim Toivoishen Bilani Koltov, which means that really Akadish Baruchu does good things to people, Lachayovim, to people who really don't deserve the, the, the good. Why do we have to mention it? Why don't we just say Hashem does good things? Why does it, why, why do we have to mention the word, the chayvon, that we're actually liable for punishment? Because the reality is that, that is, that is the, that is the chametz. That is the, uh, almost, almost like the inherent part of the carbon total that we got into trouble. Yes, we were saved and we celebrate that, but something led, led to that. So then Rav Zevin goes on to, uh, to explain why the the custom or the minig is that a a woman a woman who gives gives birth doesn't say some circles it is done but uh, in many circles that the, the the woman who gives birth doesn't say birchas birchas hagaim on that and that 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 is the main the main minig and and she asked why why is that so. She went through a really dangerous uh, uh, a time, right? Uh, that uh, you know, you're even allowed to be machal Shabbos for for a woman that uh, that is giving birth. How can that be allowed to 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 happen? So we're going to come back with a quick answer to that, and then go into our uh, interesting halachic segment in a moment. But it's time for a quick break. This is one one point nine Chai FM, Soul to Soul, on the greatest Jewish radio station in all of it. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. 101.9 Chai FM. This is Hilchos Shabbos on Soul to Soul on your Friday afternoon radio here in Johannesburg as you run around and get uh, and get ready. Just uh, as always at this point, we give you the important details you need to know for for the Shabbos, Shabbos Pashas Tzav, Shabbos Hagodel. Uh, candle lighting time is no later than 5.58, two minutes before six. You've got to have them up and light lit and have your Shabbos ready by that time. And Shabbos Kodesh ends tomorrow night at 6.46, 14 minutes before before seven, and then after Shabbos we have the run. Right next next Friday, Bez Hashem will be uh, erev Pesach. In case one doesn't uh, one doesn't know, and the uh, the first seder will take place then next Friday night, and then of course subsequently on Motzei uh, Shabbat, and then Pesach for the entire week after that, ending with the last day, the eighth day, being the uh, the Shabbat in in a fortnight in a fortnight hence so just to finish off with with Rav Zevin so Rav Zevin wants to explain why is it that women uh, when they give birth don't bring a uh, don't 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 bench Hagoimel so he says that uh, based on what he said what he said before that we only say Hagoimel we only offer a uh, a carbon taida by Goimel Lachayovim 
Tevais, by by something that has this homistic aspect, this something bad that a person may have precipitated or brought about, that brought about the dangerous situation from which he had to be delivered. If a person, God forbid, becomes ill and uh, and requires uh, some serious uh, uh, surgery, so then of course he benches he benches Goimah because there was some kind of punishment, some kind of uh, you know, hard message involved from from the Rebbeinu The illness itself is is something that is, is a message from Hashem. But uh, when a woman gives birth, so that's not lachayovim toivos. So she she wasn't chay. There was nothing wrong with that when she came to 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 childbirth. That's the the greatest thing that a, a woman a woman can do. So therefore, there's no reason to bring a carbon tide. In fact. A woman who gives birth brings a totally different carbon. She brings the carbon of a, of a Yoledas, of a woman who gives birth, not a, a carbon toida. So therefore, we don't have the minig that a woman, in fact, says, birchas, birchas ha, ha So, so we have this concept of the, of the, uh, Carbon toida, with it, which is the thank you, but also the acknowledgement that uh, we are constantly beholden to Hakadosh Baruch Hu and, and and appreciate the 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 chametz aspect of of what went wrong and and uh, and how we have to you know kind of sort out our act and and that's what Pesach is all about, getting rid of our own personal chametz and trying to trying to achieve a level of purity or a level level of of cleanliness a level of simplicity that uh, that belies our involvement in the world of the Yetzirah and in the world of of of, of chametz in today's halacha segment we actually finished last week the the discussion about uh, a work done for a Jew on uh, on Shabbat by by other Jews and please God after after Pesach we'll start a a new section so just uh, something this interesting this this uh this week one of the very very uh, sort of hot uh, topics that always comes up around around Pesach and it's just worthy of of uh, of mentioning is you know the the whole concept of Potatoes. Potatoes is something we absolutely uh, uh, see as uh, as an essential part of our uh, Pesach uh, uh, menu. It's uh, an essential part of our of our of our uh, menu uh, in many uh, in many uh, many uh, situations, and and. We don't always know that there's actually quite a quite a history and and quite a lot of a halachic debate in in various issues around around the potato. Just a little bit of the uh, of the uh, of the history. Uh, potatoes were first uh, brought to to market, became sort of common in in the late the late 1500s. The Spaniards uh, conquered the Incas and and started shipping them back. To their own uh, colonies, and then uh, to to uh, to the world, and you know, finally they got on the world uh, on the world stage. Uh, Sir Francis uh, Drake uh, is is known to have been the one that uh, that uh, brought them, kind of circumventing the world, and brought them back to uh, to to Europe, which very interestingly actually uh, earned him. Uh, the title, or at least in the opinion of the uh, of the uh, Teferis Yisrael, earned him the uh, the title of Hasidei Umasa of being one of the uh, one of the great uh, uh, Gentiles 
of the uh, of the uh, of the world, uh, and not too many other people have gotten that uh, have gotten that. Uh, and he says because uh, the the real the reality is that uh, over the centuries, uh, potatoes have saved. Uh, 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 you know, countless lives from from uh, from uh, from starvation. Uh, just he says uh, there are other people that uh, are included in this very uh, coveted list. Uh, Johannes Gutenberg, who of course invented the printing press and thus uh, enabled uh, dissemination of 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 Torah of Torah literature on a mass uh, on a mass uh, uh, scale. Uh, also, Johann Reuchlin yeah, is on that list. Uh, he was very, very active in uh, defending the Talmud and defending the Gemara from being uh, burnt in numerous debates against this, uh, this uh, Kaifer uh, uh, and, and uh, others. Uh, Edward Jenner, who is uh, the one who invented the the smallpox uh, vaccine, which also who saved tens upon tens of of thousands of uh, of, uh, of 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 people? So so he got that that acclaim for 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 doing that for introducing the uh, the potato the potato in in, in the into the uh, into the uh, into the world and it was responsible for a lot of things. I mean, the, many credited to a great extent for the uh, industrial uh, the industrial revolution. Uh, the great Irish famine was due to the failure of the uh, of the potato crop that year, due to, due to the fact that they're always so susceptible to uh, to uh, uh, blight. Even uh, or uh, Russia's sort of uh, great uh, love for for vodka comes because of the uh, the. Uh, yeah, you know, their 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 availability of of, of potatoes, and uh, of course the fact that uh, there is something called the potato head, which uh, kind of got its way into the toy hall of fame. All things around to do with the uh, with the with the potato. Now, quite interesting. Uh, the there was many points a, a controversy about the the actual bracha that we make. Over a uh, over a uh, over a potato. And obviously, most people would say, "Well, that the, the bracha definitely it's a vegetable. It grows in the ground and it gets its nourishment from the bra- the ground. And therefore, the proper bracha should be uh, priyadoma. And this seems pretty uh, clear cut, but quite interestingly, there are those who, in fact, make the bracha of uh, of shahakal, which is usually reserved for things that don't grow. In the ground, and and the source of this kind of rather remarkable ruling seems to be uh, a a translation by the Oruch. Oruch is it was a dictionary written uh, in the year eleven o six by Rav Nassan of from from Rome, uh, who actually was a, a, a contemporary of of Rashi. So when he was referring to the proper bracha for mushrooms and other food items of that uh, of that ilk that don't actually get their nourishment from the earth, and therefore the bracha is shahakal, so the aruch translated mushrooms as tartuffel. And other people not familiar with that 
rather kind of archaic words. So actually said, no, what he must have meant was that the Aruch must have meant not Tartuffel, but Karatuffel, which is generally known as the, uh, as the, as the, as the potato. And he brought down that, uh, many other great people around him, Tolia Rivshitz, used to in fact make, uh, uh, Shahakal on, on, uh, on that. This, this base is also found in the, in other, in other Sforum, and there are some great Rabbanim who therefore actually made a shahakal over, over, uh, potatoes. Some, some Hasidim even do it, uh, even to do it, uh, do it today. Um, and, and, and many, many defended the process of making, of making, uh, uh, of making shahakal. In fact, uh, the Kloisenberger Rebbe said that the reality is that since one can make a flower out of uh, potatoes, and uh, potatoes satiate and are, and are filling also. So then you might be considered that it's in the same category as uh, as rice, uh, who rice has a special status where we make emzonot on on. Uh, on, uh, on rice. And therefore, if we're not sure what the bracha, what the proper bracha is, maybe then the correct bracha is, is, uh, is, uh, is shahako. Uh, however, many others, uh, strongly argue, the stipler, uh, strongly disagree with this reason and, and maintain that the, the, uh, the Gemara itself in, in brachas, uh, 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 singled out rice as the one and only thing that, that gets the, uh, bracha of, uh, mzonis, if it's not one of the five grains, and, and therefore doesn't apply to any other, to any other, uh, any other, any other foods. Um, the truth is that, uh, it doesn't in, make at all any sense that, uh, potatoes should be in the same categories as, uh, as mushrooms, because uh, we know potatoes grow and, and root properly in in the ground, but get their their nourishment from uh, from 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 the ground. And in fact, uh, the fact that the oroch living in eleven or six uh, would have uh, been thinking about potatoes, which only came in into existence some uh, some four to five hundred years uh, later, is is a little bit uh, 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 difficult. But certainly, our, our our standing custom is that the bracha we make over over potatoes would be would be. Uh, would be it would be hard on. We're going to stop now for a very very quick break, and then we'll come back with just one interesting more tidbit on the potato. Please don't run away. This is a one one point nine high FM on Soul to Soul. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. One one point nine high FM. We're back just for a last quick segment, and not just another very interesting aspect of of the potato in in, in uh, relevance to to Pesach. Is the exclusion of the potato from the Ashkenazi prohibition, whether it's a prohibition or a minigold, many farm have different labels for it of eating kitneas, which literally just translated as little things, uh, legumes on, uh, on, on, uh, on, on Pesach. Uh, obviously the Isra of Chomets only applies to the five, to the five uh, grains, uh, but, uh, the the custom is that uh, the Ashkenazim have accepted upon themselves uh, this con- concept of not eating 
these other things known as uh, known as Ashkenazim, and there's several reasons uh, uh, for it. Number one, kittens uh, uh, often grow in close proximity to uh, to grain. Then normally stored together with grain, and uh, actual chametz might end up therefore mixed inside the same container as the kidneys and cooked dishes made from grain and kidneys often look similar, and that kidneys can likewise be ground up into flour and and make a bread of sorts, which could be could be uh, could be confused. Now, the truth is that a potato really only shares one of those similarities. I mean, no one's going to uh, confuse a piece of wheat and a, and, a, and a potato. But the reality is the, the flour, the flour, potato flour, potato starch, looks very, very much like, uh, like forbidden chomets uh, 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 flour. So why, in fact, uh, is it, is it uh, permitted on uh, on uh, on Pesa. So, truth, just just to mention, there are some like the the Chaya Adam uh, say that in fact uh, there is such a custom not to eat uh, potatoes on Pesa as a type of of kidneys. But the truth is, the vast majority of of uh, of Paiskim rule that potatoes are not any form of kidneys and uh, are permissible. And and the the main Reasons for that is that literally at the time when the Ashkenazi Rishonim so established this decree prohibiting kidneys, potatoes were totally un- unknown. And it's possible that had they been readily available at the time of that Gezera, they might have found their way onto the forbidden list as a uh, as well, and that obviously would have complicated our lives. So we have something else to thank, thank the Rabban Shalom for amongst the many, many, many things that we have as we approach Chag Pesach. There's so much for us to be grateful for, not only in Yitzchak time, every day of our lives, all the amazing things that, that happen, that happen, uh, to us. And, uh, as our time, uh, fades into the past, and we're going to have to take our leave and, uh, Bez Hashem will only be back on the radio after uh, after Chag Pesach. Just want to take uh, the opportunity to which each and every one of you, first of all, uh, a good Shabbos for this week, and then Chag Kosher It should be a a a Chag where we not only are zeche to keep the highest levels of of Kashrut of of, of uh, fulfilling all the mitzvot of Pesach. In the best way possible, because these 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 are these are gems. These are possibilities of keeping mitzvahs. We just keep them once, once a year. And as Rabbi Kiva Eger writes, we want to make sure we do it right. We want to make sure we do it in the best way possible, so we don't we don't in any way fall fall short. But also to 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 learn the lessons to sit at the seder table with family and talk about the main concepts of Pesach, the emuna that we have to that we have to sort of harvest for ourselves and and grow and and develop and and make it a monumental family event that some. It's going to be something that we remember forever and carry on with us, with us for the for the whole for the whole year and build as as the Jewish nation was built from the day of Pesach up and going up to Matan Torah. We have to build ourselves and 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 continue to work to work on ourselves. In the meantime, just thank you all for listening. Thank you for being part of our radio family, and to each and every one of you, a Shabbat Shalom and a Chag Kasher V'Sameach.